0: Helping you tune out your annoying workmate. You're listening to Afternoons with Staffy on SENZ. Righto, welcome back in. Good to talk to Kirsty. Sorry Simon, I couldn't ask her, ask her your question about when we're all slim tradies back in work. Um, I might text her and ask her actually and I'll let you know Simon. But joining us now on the back of the news that David White has announced his resignation came as a big surprise but is it a big surprise? He's been in the job a long, long time and no one lasts forever. And we're going to talk to a man now, uh, former black cap himself Peter McGlash, and joins us. G'day Pete. Yes, hello, Hello Steffi. Um, first of all, congratulations on being part of the first Te uh commentary of a New Zealand cricket match. That must have been amazing. Yeah,
1: yeah it was. It was pretty daunting. Uh, Scotty Morrison's a pretty uh, intimidating guy to sit next to, but <laughs> it was just a really special thing to be a part of, and uh, hopefully it's... Uh, the first
0: of many Yeah, true Right, David White um, what do you think will his, his lasting legacy will be? When we look back at his tenure maybe in five or six years time what will we look back and see uh, the improvements um, that he made to the game in New Zealand?
1: Yeah, I think as you mentioned, you know, twelve years is a long time to be in any job. Uh, and uh, when I go back and look at some of the press releases from when he started the job, it was a very different world. Um, but there's some really significant things that, that David has achieved in that time. I think, you know, being a former uh, New Zealand player himself, he always was going to understand the, the cricket side of the game, and the challenge was going to be. I guess, the business and the relationships and the broadcast negotiations and the things that, um, that came with a, a job as powerful as he has. And, you know, when I look back at it, um, you know, he's been in the, at the helm when um, New Zealand women cricketers have got their first ever contracts And here we are, um, you know, 12 years um, with him in the role, and and there's pay parity at a domestic level, which was unthinkable uh, when he started the job. So um, while I've, you know, I've had my frustrations with David over the years, and we've clashed a few times in in my role as a director for uh, Northern Districts Cricket, um, I think if we all step back from from his time uh, and look at it as a whole, there's been some Tremendous successes, and you know, his appointments of Mike Hesson and Gary Stead are a tremendous example of that. So, wins both on and off the field.
0: Yeah, I think one of the first things I thought, because you can think of positives and negatives and things that they've cocked up and things that they've improved. I thought the standard of our facilities under his tenure as well, the development of Bay Oval into a truly world class venue. Um, I don't know how much well, he wasn't hands on, but it was under his tenure. So, everything goes across his desk, I imagine. Uh, venues for me. Was one of the things.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the the, the Warner Fitness system that the Players Association pushed. Um, really was the first step there saying to people hey look you know, we need a minimum standard if players are going to be playing at their best and you know David's former role with the Players Association before he became the CEO of New Zealand Cricket probably helped with him understanding and being an ex-player understanding the value of good quality facilities he was at the helm of New Zealand Cricket when they made the tough decision to move their administration office from Christchurch to Auckland and that primarily was about being close to the commercial decision making that had to happen uh, whereas Christchurch always been the, the traditional home of New Zealand cricket. So there's been some big, bold moves, uh, big, bold leadership uh, while he's been CEO. And and as you mentioned, you know, the quality of grounds has been outstanding in New Zealand and, and, you know, some of the best in the world now. So the game is really well set up. It's an interesting time ahead with the, the renegotiation of the broadcast deals. And I guess that's probably the next um, big talking point over the next few years, what going back to free-to-wear, TV will mean for the game
0: mm. um, Gary has texted us and saying could you please mention this to Pete uh, and I'll just read it verbatim uh, ESPN Crick Info article yesterday saying Bolt's hopeful of ODI World Cup in October November and today White resigns for August <laughs> is that a coincidence? Unlikely no roadblock no more
1: <laughs> No I, I suspect that's um, just different stars aligning Like uh, I think Bulti's, um Stepping back from New Zealand contracts was probably just the most high-profile of the, uh, the people who have made similar decisions. You know, there's been talk back when Brennan McCullum was playing about you know how long it would be before a New Zealand player chose um, short-term contracts over country, uh, and you know the dis- the difference between those funding uh, amounts now is staggering. Uh, Trent was probably hopeful that when he stepped back from New Zealand cricket's contract that it would extend his playing career, and you know um, the current coaching staff have have played a pretty tough um, choice in not including him, but I think with the World Cup overseas, uh, you know, you he, he always go for experience. I think Tim was trying to say in, his, in the articles that we've seen, experience is pretty hard to trump. So I, I don't think the two are related, but it is a fresh chance to um, start again and, and have a new direction depending on who becomes the CEO.
0: And he, he's he been surrounded by very familiar faces for quite a long time. Uh, the two I've sort of plucked out of mid is Bob Carter and Brian Stronick, who's the high-performance director or something like that. Um, a new CEO, can you see a clean sweep? Can you see a natural uh, progression of who might take that seat? How do you think that might all play out?
1: Yeah, probably not so much in those two roles. I mean, Bob Carter's had almost every... Job in the organisation uh, <laughs> over the years. He's, he's always been a guy who's filled in gaps, uh, depending on whether the men's game or the women's game has needed a, um, a caretaker role. Um, Brian Stronach's been in that, again, um, coming from a strength and conditioning background, really understands um, physiology and, and getting the best out of athletes. So those two roles, the, the way that those people play those roles probably wouldn't change too much. I think, you know, there, were, there were the coaching... Um, uh, circuit uh, has people come and go. Uh, you know, it would be interesting to see who puts their hand up. I was really impressed by Anthony Crummy uh, when he was in a role for New Zealand cricket, and, and he's uh, I think he's at New Zealand Hockey at the moment. So it'd be interesting to see. What people uh, come out of the woodwork uh, with the CEO role having been off the table for such a long time. There'll be a lot of people in cricket who might have liked to go at the, the top job, but with David holding on to that seat for 12 years, maybe some uh, good talent was lost to other roles. So it'll be interesting to see where New Zealand cricket ends up. Um, you know, it's a fresh opportunity to start again and, and revisit some things. But there's some really exciting things happening in the sport. So hopefully that momentum is maintained.
0: I know you've got to get it to a meeting, uh, Pete. Last question. Um, you talked about contract negotiations, um, broadcasting, um, and, and the, the much more business focus there is in governing a sport rather than cricket business, if you know what I mean. Do they look for a business person with an interest in cricket or do they get a cricket person with an interest in business?
1: Well, oh, I think you need to understand the game, but you don't have to have played at the top level. I mean, Mike Hesson is a great example of that, who was a, player, a, a person who never played international cricket but understood what it meant to be an international coach. And you can be a very good CEO uh, and not even haven't played the sport. Uh, we've seen people uh, be CEOs of sports that they may not have been involved with but they've understood high-performance sport. So who knows where the next person will come from. Um, they need to be obviously understand the, the world of media negotiations because the sport genuinely relies on broadcast negotiations to, to pay for everyone, to pay for the domestic men, uh, the women, uh, juniors. All that stuff comes from these big contracts that get negotiated every five to ten years. So we need someone who can stand up on the international stage and, and stand up to the... BCCI and the Mm -hmm. English cricket boards and and make sure that New Zealand cricket punches above its weight because we will never win the argument on population and numbers of eyeballs watching. We have to uh, win the argument on the quality of our performance and the fact that we're an interesting prospect for touring teams to have come visit. So uh, it'll take a wily negotiator and I think that was one of David White's potential strengths Um, and so they'll be looking for someone who can capitalise on the momentum that David's put in place and, and take the game to a new level.
0: Peter McGrathian, brilliant. You're 30 seconds away from your next meeting, so we'll let you go. Uh, you're a champ for coming the on. The uh,
1: joys of online meeting means you don't have to travel on You just change
0: windows on your laptop. <laughs> Top man. Thanks, buddy. Yes, Thanks. There he is, Peter uh, Good thoughts there. Um, when I heard David White was standing down, um, who's next? Who's going to be the next uh, big cheese? Um, Brendan's just texted in saying, Lee on for the top cricket job. Ask Peter. Sorry, he's just gone and that's just come in. Very sorry. Staffy, TV and Spark did not help cricket fans a lot. A lot of us pay for Sky. Now Spark has to pay TVNZ to show the games on free to air. Mark, yeah. I think if they could, I think I see it at the time. Like I don't think Spark did a bad job. They would have pitched a business proposition to New Zealand Cricket saying we're an online platform. Yes, it's pay per view. So is Sky. It's cheaper than Sky. Um, we'll access your database. You can access our database. These are our projected figures, and the figures didn't come. It, it just didn't come, and it's no one's fault. In business, there's you know this fast failure, and 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 it failed for whatever reason, and I don't blame Spark. I don't really blame New Zealand cricket. They it, it was a big bid. It was a lot of money. It takes a lot of money to run sport. And it hasn't worked. It's going back to free-to-air. Once the free-to-air contract expires, what happens? Does it go back to Sky? Does it stay free-to-air? I don't know. It was just an unfortunate set of circumstances that alienated, alienated me from cricket because all the stuff that played in viewable times was broadcast by um, Spark, who did a good job, but I didn't have it. So I think in quite quick time, the supporting base will return. I really do. Um, So, just trying to scratch my head, Lee Jamons one idea. Um, I straight away, I don't know why I thought Heath Mills, he's been with the Players Association for a long time, and he was a game changer in the women's game. He He was from the Players Association side alongside David White, who um, got pay parity? Got more exposure. Got more opportunity for our women's cricketers. He, he's a game changer. He could do it for the men as well. Highly respected in the world of cricket as well. Been doing, been working in cricket for a long time. Smart man. I know I'm a bit great bloke. Someone like that. I don't know, business or cricket or a blend of both. I'd prefer a blend of both. A blend of both. Anyway, thank you to Pete McgLashen for having a chat. Uh, to us uh, just before he has to hit another Zoom meeting. Right, we'll take a break. Um, oh, a little uh, gasp of air there. Uh, running it straight, three to four. Chance Nicol Klugsta. Kluksha, is joining the Running It Straight. Kempy's in the house. Sammy and Kempy will come into this studio, and between three and four, Running It Straight, previews, reviews, and uh, the great man Chance Nickel Klugsta will be joining him. So make sure you listen to the League Show. We'll take a break. New sport and weather, and we're only about 15 minutes away from the chase. Don't ring yet, but we've got a celebrity chaser today.